Welcome into the Train with the Best podcast, a podcast by Fit Pros for Fit Pros. I'm Craig Hoffman, a fitness professional and media professional. And I'm Chris Gorez, also a fitness professional and master trainer. And today we're going to talk about what we can learn from elite athletes. Uh, we were watching the series Quarterback uh, over the summer and saw what Patrick Mahomes did. And you watch him train and you go, whoa. I see why he does the Patrick Mahomesy stuff. That's different. But <laughs> right. not everyone can do that. Um, but there are things I think that we can take from some of the training, some of the things that elite, elite athletes do, and try to apply it to, let's call it uh, less elite athletes, still high-level uh, performers that are actual sport-playing athletes, and then obviously uh, general population training as well. So, Chris, when you when you watch Mahomes train, like what are some of the things that – that you immediately picked up on and noticed from the, the sequences that they showed with him and his trainer in that series? Yeah, so the, fir- the first thing that I would say is that we picked up on what they called like the ABC day, right? So if you remember watching the series, they talked about an A day where they're moving things kind of like slow and recovery pace, get the body moving, f- moving and feeling well. And then you got a B day, um, which is like your power speed day, and then your C day, which is a strength day. And, and I might have gotten those reversed. It might be... Whatever, but anyways, there was an ABC and it was those three categories, and that's exactly what we used to do with Lorenzo, minus all of the running, right? Like we we did a speed day, but our speed day looked very different because, as uh, an edge guy, you already run in practice. As a quarterback, you don't run in practice, so you have to supplement that, right? So that's probably right. the only difference, and that's something that absolutely everybody can take away. You should be training in season, right? They they were training in the season, which is. It's mind-boggling to me that people still think that, oh, it's in-season. We shouldn't be lifting. Like, that's yeah. so uh, absurd to me at this point. And, and, and the amount of research that we have and the, what we know about how your body is going to deplete over the, the, the course of a season, you need to continue training and you need to be c- continue training with some intensity to be able to maintain all of those things that you were able to work on in the off-season, to maintain your strength and your speed, all of those things. So, yeah. yeah, I think those were two big takeaways that I think everybody can do, which is program a speed day, a strength day, a movement day, and then make sure that you continue your training regimen in the season. Yeah, I think his was like movement slash recovery type of right. stuff. Base building, you know, early was the A day, obviously strength day. And then uh, we want to be moving at game speed uh, yeah. was, I think, their Friday that's um, and, and that's then, exactly what we did with Zoe. Yeah. Like it was the Monday. Monday was the recovery day, or we we called it day one, right? It was was your recovery day after the game, right? And then you've got your middle of the week was your strength day, and then your speed day was the day right before the game, right? right. So that's how we that's how we broke it down. Um, and yeah, I just got a little bit confused of what was A, B, and C, but I know in the order of the week, that's exactly what it was, yeah. right? Um, so. The thing that I found fascinating was that he did so much away from the facility. Like yeah. I did not realize, and I, I don't think that's common um, from it what is I not, know about NFL guys. Like a lot, of, like everyone lifts during the season, but the, sure. most of them do it at the team facility. And I don't know whether Pat is also doing the team lift plus the stuff. I'd imagine he just is like, I've got my thing, and they're like, "You're Patrick Mahomes, go ahead." Correct. Um, which lets <laughs> him get out of the facility and do do his thing. But also we did some of the off, like the on-field stuff. Like that to me was even more fascinating than the lifts Mm -hmm. was like, oh, he after practice is going to throw at a high school with his personal quarterback coach in the middle of the season. And I think that like on a philosophical level is kind of the the big takeaway is like 
you know, we, we talk about you want to get sharp to stay sharp during the season, right? You, you spend all this time in the off season to sharpen your skills. And then you, you, if you don't continue to do that work during the season, like you're going to lose some of that. You're going to lose some of the fundamentals, lose some of the mechanics. And I think that is something as much on the sports side as it is on the strength and conditioning side, something to keep in mind is like, yeah, you got practice and, and there's individual drills, but what is it that got you to your best uh, in the off season? What are the things that, that you do? And if you're not getting them in a practice setting for whatever reason, um, it's not conducive to it. Your coaches like different drills, like, you know, you got, you got to put in the work and, and, and in a way, like the lesson is there's no substitute for hard work. Like the amount of work that those guys put in is just tremendously high yeah. and it's when it's your job and you get paid handsomely for it like that makes it a little easier if you're a high school athlete that's also got to worry about class and a test and you know you're on your parents schedule and uh you know all that kind of stuff you can't you can't just grind tape and you can't work out all the time you, you have responsibilities but the the level it takes to be at that level is um is something that definitely you get reminded of i think very well in this series so th- th- there's two things that you say there that I think that are are worth noting here. One, yes, it's Patrick Mahomes, so he does have a different set of rules, right? Like mm-hmm. everything is fair, but it's not equal, right? Like so, like Tom Brady had his guy that used to come in because he's Tom freaking Brady and he can do what Tom Brady wants to do. But like, what's good for Brady and what's good for Mahomes, and th- it's different from than what's good for somebody like a Julian Edelman or a Lorenzo Alexander. And I think Edelman even talked about this on uh, on a podcast where he's like, "Look, like if you, if I'm just going to drop back seven steps and throw the ball, cool, I can do all your pliability stuff and I'll be good. But I got to run routes. I got to I got to stop on a dime. I got to I got to explode through somebody. So I got to get underneath the squat bar. Like I I, I get it. Like I want to be pliable, but I also need to squat. Like that's what I need to do. So it is different for somebody like a Mahomes or like a Tom Brady, um, and that that might change. You can see it, the culture in the NFL is changing a little bit, where they're allowing guys to seek outside of, of their what whatever they're doing with the team. This already happens in the NBA and in the in the MLB, mostly because those guys have a little bit more money than the typical NFL guy has, so they have the the means to have a physical therapist and a trainer travel around with them to the games and all those other things. Um, but that's changing a little bit in the NFL. So that's the first point. Uh, the second point that I would say is it, you talked about, like, continue to do the things that you did to get you here, right? And mm-hmm. for everybody that's listening to this, this is probably the biggest thing that I need. I tell people who are in high school and college and all this other stuff is, like, it's your job to get better. If you want to get to this level, it's your job. It's on you. It's not your coach's job. So many times I hear, even from my daughter, my coach isn't doing enough to develop me. And I'm like, I almost cuss her out. There probably has been a couple of times when I went overboard. I was like, Mila, it's not your coach's job to make you better. Whoever told you that is lying to you. It's your coach's job to coach the team, win ball games. It's your job to get better. So if you're not going to get it, if you're not going to get the development and the training and, and the progress that you need from your coaching staff, it's on you to go and get it. So if, if you're playing at a college right now and you don't feel like, oh, this coaching staff is not doing enough to help me develop as a player, guess what? It was never your coach's job to develop you as a player. I hate to say that, but that yeah. is the freaking truth. But I mean, that's especially the pro level. Job. Like, you know, at the end of the 100%. day, like, their job is your boss's job is to hire the right people to win. Now, there's. You know, there's, a, I think, a, a more complex conversation to be had about, like, 
it would be better if they develop like sure but only if that's going to be the thing that helps them win if they can just spend time doing other things and if you're not carrying your weight go find replace you with someone better like that them's the breaks yeah for for sure but but the 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 point is like they're going to do something to try to help you to get better but there's only so much resources that a team has right and they can't customize everything just for you so if you're not getting what you need guess what you got to go somewhere else right just like a if the team meal is uh you know peanut butter and jelly sandwiches today and you're allergic to peanuts you're not just going to be like shit oh i ate the peanut butter and jelly and i had an allergic reaction and i went to the hospital but it's not my fault because that's what the coaches gave me no it's your freaking fault you should have went to you know been prepared to eat something else or whatever right and that's something that's very real conversation for me and my family because my son is allergic to peanuts but training is no different right like so if you need to take accountability for your own nutrition and what you put into your body this is the the next step up you need to take accountability for what you need as an athlete to get what you need it's not on the team to to provide that for you it's on you because if your team doesn't feel like they're getting enough from you they're just going to find somebody else and that's that them's the breaks and especially in pro, in the the pro athlete world and in high level college sports that's how it goes you couldn't do it we found somebody else sorry we didn't develop you oh well we don't need to cuz that guy's developed instead you know what right. i mean so and and same thing with with all the sports all the way down the Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus. And Chris, I remember when Momentus was just a company with three protein blends, and then right. that, was, that was it. Now, pretty much anything in the supplement game, you can get at livemomentous.com. That's right. If you go to livemomentous.com right now, you might not even recognize some of these products. And for me, I'm definitely going to change my monthly subscription. I've been getting the brain drive. I've been getting the elite sleep. I've been getting the collagen, and it looks like... I need to up my game a little bit and take a look at some of these products like the Alpha. Yeah, no doubt. And what's great about Momentus' website, uh, which you can go to right now, livemomentus.com, is that they also have a lot of descriptions and information on best usage, best practices. It's not just like, hey, here's all this stuff. It's like, hey, are you looking for this? Well, then you should get that. So any supplementation needs you may have, they've got you covered. And it's, it's stuff that, like, look, if you, want, if you want the four-hour description on what Tangat Ali does... You go to the Huberman Lab podcast. They got you covered. That's, that's not us. But it might be something that you need. So go check it out. And here's what we do have for you. We have a discount. LiveMomentus.com. Use TWTB at checkout for a special discount. TWTB is in train with the best at LiveMomentus.com. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Jaku, and we've been partners with Jaku for basically a year now, Chris. Can't believe how much the time has flown by, and it's still just as spectacular as it was when we discovered it. It's plain and simple. Good, reliable timing on your speed drills, on your multi-directional drills. You know, how many of us who are speed coaches just need a good, accurate time out there to verify, one, the results that we're getting, and two, the trends that we're going in, right? So this is a great product for, for anybody who is a speed trainer or anybody who works with athletes. And now you're even able to track vertical jump, which is such a valuable tool when you're taking a look at somebody's program. So make sure you check out Jaku. And Craig, what's the code that you should be using? 
You go to jaku.com slash discount slash TWTB. You get a 20% discount on all Jaku products of the muscle blasters and everything as well. But yeah, I mean, I used to always love coming down to Onyx, testing my vertical on the Vertec machine. Now, now I don't have, even have to do that. You don't need a, a big, giant, high ceiling to, to have a Vertec and be able to extend it up. You just put the Jaku on your wrist, set it up. There you go. It's all cell phone app based. So go to jaku.com slash discount slash TWTB. Get 20% off the Jaku Speed and all other Jaku products. The Chairman of the Best podcast is brought to you by BlazePod. And Chris, what's so great about BlazePod is you can use it in every part of the workout. You can use it to help warm up. You can use it in kind of your main parts of the workout. You can use it as a finisher. What's your go-to recently with BlazePod? Yeah, for me, what I love using BlazePod for is just keeping our athletes engaged. So, you know, you, you can get into the rut of the workout where you're doing time sets. If you've got 30-second plank, a 30-second wall sit or whatever. But if you add Blaze Pods to that, now that 30 seconds doesn't seem like it's so long. And it keeps the clients a little bit more engaged, a little bit more motivated to perform well. And it's something that just adds a lot of fun to the session. No doubt. Uh, we could all use uh, a little attention for our inner child. And who doesn't love stuff that lights up? And oh, by the way, it's an elite training tool, the best of all worlds. And of course, we got the hookup for you. Use the code TWTB at blazepod.com for 15% off your order. That's TWTB is in train with the best for 15% off at blazepod.com. The other thing that I think that was really interesting from the series and watching Mahomes specifically train, but you know, this is, I think true and, and watching all it's what everybody tries to accomplish. I think he just does it better is he trains for the game. Like the way he plays is the way he trains. And there is obviously a lot to training. And like, we've talked about this before um, of, do you train to, train your body to get into the ideal situations or do you train for the less than ideal situations? Do you right. train for the on off platform? Do you, right. or do you train to, so that you can always get your body on platform? And like, there's gotta be a balance of both, yep. but he has so perfected. I don't know if perfected. He probably wouldn't use he that word, but mastered. like he's, he's, mastered. he's mastered. That's a, that's a better word. The idea of knowing exactly what his game is and training for it. And that is something for any sport athlete, I think is like, that is it. Um, and that comes down to weight training and, and I think, and your skills training, but I think he and his trainer had figured out how to do that in the strength and conditioning space as well as anyone that I've really seen. Yeah. The, the, the one thing that definitely shines out is the, the, the trust that Mahomes has in his trainer. And that's great. Like that's something that you absolutely need. You need to, to buy into the things that you're doing because there are, there are things that they were doing that don't necessarily have like the science background to, to support, Hey, everybody should do this. But if you buy into it, then it works, right? Like everything works if you if you believe in what you're doing, right? And they certainly believe in what they're doing, so it works. And and this is the part where I get a little bit of iffy with what can we take away from what elite athletes do, right? Because we can take away the schedule, the ABC day, that's perfect. We can take away that, hey, I got to take my own athletic development into my own hands. Sure, that's a good lesson. Training for every situation that's a good lesson too, but you that's you got to get to that level, right? Like you said, like he's at a level of mastery where he's not training for ideal situations, less than ideal situations. He's just training for all situations, right? Am I prepared for everything that I could possibly see that's out there, right? 
So, you know, in, in a way, he's he's creating a a program that makes him a problem solver, a physical problem solver. And we've talked about this before on the podcast. Eventually, you have to be a movement problem solver. That's what you have to do. No different than the problem solver that you have to be when you study addition and subtraction and then get into multiplication and division, right? Like math word problems, that's when it becomes a thing, right? Like if you look at two plus two, like that's easy to look at, but then that becomes a word problem, a real life problem that becomes a little bit more complex. So what he's doing is the physical movement quarterback throwing version of that. He's become a problem solver. Like, yes, I can throw with my feet planted. Yes, I can read a defense. Now what's happening off schedule. Now it's happening if I have to throw from this angle, from that angle with my left hand, right? So that's that's the the part where I feel like yes, that's something that athletes can aspire to, and and they can plan for that. But it takes a level of mastery to get to the point where we start working on all situations versus ideal situations. For sure. But what I think I take away from it on the strength of the conditioning side is they look at it like Bobby Stroop is is his trainer's name, and yep. Bobby does a good job of like going on beyond. I think what most strength and conditioning coaches probably should. Um, like they get into some football stuff, which is fine if you have that expertise and he clearly does, but he also looks at like, what do we need from a strength profile or an athletic profile to be able to accomplish these things? We need strength in these planes. We need rotational power. We need it both ways. We need resiliency. We need to test the body this way. We need to bend it that way. And so there's a heavy emphasis on, not just on like, yeah, he loads up a bar and does step ups with with a weight that has Mahomes being like, "You want me to do what now?" Like, yeah. I don't trust. It's like, no, you can do this. So there is like just resiliency through strength, but there's also so much mobility work they do. There's so much um, rotational, like you know, they move a lot, and, right. and you know, it's not just about getting in a squat rack or you know, getting in in a hex bar or whatever. Um, you know, they do that stuff. But they also move a lot. There's a, there's med ball work. There's S runs. There's there's all these things that mimic what he does in the game, and I think it's important to mimic it within a strength conditioning environment. So do your sessions include the types of things that build the athletic profile for yep. someone to play the sport that you're training for? And I, I think that that becomes a very it's a sticky wicket. Because we've talked before about like you you try to do all that stuff too much and you wind up not actually having the base underneath you. And that training for most people looks the same, Um, gen pop, sport to sport, whatever. Um, But there are those things that I think once you get to the higher levels and especially once you've banked the hours and hours and hours, if you're talking about an elite athlete, you can kind of do a lot more of the fine tuning, higher level stuff. But I, I do think that that's really important. And I think especially in season where you want to be mimicking the game, you want to yeah. you want to make sure that athletic profile is primed because that is when they're ultimately going to use it. Yeah. And l- last thing on that, like, you, you know, with with the volume that they were doing, like that's that's where that intensity comes. Right. So so not only are you trying to create the adaptations that you want, as you mentioned, but you got to do it now. You can't waste reps in the season, right? Which is why, like, you're looking at a weight where he's like, I don't know if I can do this weight, right? And you're like, yeah, I know you can do this weight. But, like, instead of doing a set of 10 that you feel comfortable with and getting to those last three reps where you start to feel that, where you start to feel the strain, let's just get straight to those last three reps. 
That's that's mm. kind of what he's doing when, and that's why you do like sets of three, sets of five at the most in the middle of a season, right? So it's it's matching the needs of the game, the capabilities of your athlete, and then managing that workload, that intensity, volume um, equation. And if you can do all those things, then and you can create that buy-in, um, you're going to keep your athlete well prepared for the game. Yeah. Definitely. Anything else on this topic at large? No, this is uh, this is a great topic. I know. I know. We look. We can go into this all day. Um, you know, I love watching stuff like this and, and seeing, you know, what other people are doing out there. It also gives us validation. I know. I, like I joked with Lorenzo. He gave me a call. He was like, "Man, the stuff they're doing on quarterback, we were doing like ten years ago." Mm-hmm. You know. So so it's cool to get to get a little bit of that validation, and then. Um, you know, next week we're going to talk a little bit about some of the World Cup data that, that we've been diving into, and, and that's really interesting too. Um, just seeing kind of, again, like borrowing off of what, what the game demands and what our athletes' demands are and, and what, how we train elite athletes and how can we bring that back to um, the youth levels, high school, college, every day. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, like what can you take from uh, elite athletes for Gen Pop? Like train for the game. That most most gen pop just needs like your basic stuff, right. so you don't have to do do anything crazy. They don't need like massive rotational power. They don't need <laughs> whatever. They need to right. find a way to stay engaged throughout the session and accomplish the the basic necessities of strength training and conditioning that they need. So figure out a fun way to make them squat every week or deadlift every week or whatever. Right. However it is, or however often it is that you see them, uh, and and p- program it out and periodize it in a smart way. There, right. that was the gen pop part. Uh, all right, more from Chris at Trainer Gorys. He's posted a bunch of great stuff on Instagram, uh, and we will see you hopefully next week. Uh, training camp is wild, uh, so schedules have been a little hectic. So apologies for the gap in podcasts, but hopefully when football season starts and my schedule becomes a little bit more regular, we can get back to doing these weekly. But certainly planning on next week, and hopefully we actually come through on it. Uh, so we'll see you then. Uh, subscribe in the meantime to make sure you get it whenever it hits the feed, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Train with the Best podcast.